Hello and welcome to Homegrown Daisy, the podcast where we dive into significant moments in our guests' lives and the jewellery that carry them through it. Each week we'll be chatting to a different face and voice, some that you might recognise, some that might be new to you. Now let's see whose jewellery collection we're diving into next. Hello, welcome back to another episode of our podcast where we dive into the jewelry boxes of some of our favorite people, hearing all about the pieces that tell their story. On this week's episode, I'm joined by founder and creative director of London fashion brand Kitchery. Known for their playful prints and hero statement pieces, they've been worn by the likes of Emma Roberts and Sophie Turner, and have had two hugely successful collections with the amazing Jessie Bush, who we love. Uh, joining me fresh off paternity leave, I'm thrilled to welcome Henny Kim, everyone. <laughs> Ta-da! How are you? Intro. Do you like that? Took me fresh a couple of takes, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, fresh off paternity leave. Why do you find that so funny? Definitely don't feel fresh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. Anything but fresh. Anything but fresh off the maternity come. leave. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. It's so nice to see you. I feel like we haven't actually seen each other in the flesh for a really long time. Yeah, I think the last time we we had a really lovely catch up in Soho, didn't we? And we and had we some wine. Like, yeah, yes. and we had some wine. Yes. yes, yes. Which we'll have after this. Or mid. Or, or mid, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, how have you been? So fresh off paternity leave. Yes. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind to be yeah. fair um nine months um I gave birth nine months ago to a little baby girl nice. and um, now back at work um pretty much full-time now and um yeah just kind of trying to adjust to the new normal and trying to tackle day at a time I hear you I feel like I think even if people aren't just fresh on paternity leave we're always just trying to adjust to normal yeah aren't it's we? pretty mad at the moment isn't it it feels it feels Especially like nothing's normal. we're recording this on one of the hottest days of the year oh my and god we've both so decided hot. to wear long sleeves and we can't have the aircon on because of the noise so if you listen to this you're probably lucky because we uh, you can't see us sweating um anyway um Henny let's start from the beginning tell us a bit about who you are and your journey to launching Kitchery. Um, so my name is Henny Kim. Hi. <laughs> I'm, some, I'm from South Korea. So I came over to England when I was 12, actually to become a ballerina. I love that. Um, that feels like, like a lifetime ago. Um, I pursued that for a long time. Um, and then went to university here and um, decided to go into fashion. So it was after that, my dream was to kind of start a fashion brand and worked in various different kind of parts of the industry until 2017 mm-hmm. when I decided to bite the bullet and start Kitri. Amazing. So Kitri is my favorite ballet character from a ballet called Don Quixote nice. um, classical ballet she has like great accessories oh, <laughs> the, nice. the music's really accessories cool very yeah important. very important <laughs> um and just like a really lovely um lovely role to dance um and fun and playful and you know she's a quite like a cool heroine so I wanted to kind of bring that spirit into that. fashion so yeah that's... I didn't know that's where the name comes from and it makes yeah, so much sense Kitchery, yeah. yeah everybody told me to to name it after myself I was just like there's way too many vowels in my name nobody's gonna get it right <laughs> <laughs> everyone's gonna call it call it something different let's just let's just make something simple oh, also that. it's a five letter word with a t in the middle so kind of very balanced in my visual kind of world I work in fives and threes do you, you the same well I think I end up doing that yeah yeah it feels a bit odd doing 
doing anything else. Yeah, yeah. doesn't it? Isn't yeah. that funny? Um, so an aspiring ballerina, yeah. then curveball. Yeah. You just launched a fashion brand. <laughs> just save, save something for the rest of us. Um, what was that pivotal moment then that made you decide to launch Kitri? Um, I was working in the fashion industry for a few years at the time, and I was looking for something that was not quite there. Mm. Um, I felt like there was a gap in the market between like high street and also even like contemporary designer, so-called contemporary designer level brands. So I worked in both luxury and fashion mm -hmm. and also in the kind of value driven like mass market mm -hmm. fashion um, in my time in the industry and really kind of felt high quality, unique design, limited quantity, that kind of thing just wasn't happening yeah. um, at a, an affordable price point. So I was going into my late 20s at the time and I was looking for something that wasn't like something that's going to disintegrate in the wash, but I also wasn't quite prepared to be forking out a lot of money for designer yeah. clothes. And I just wanted to find something that was going to speak to me and my friends and, you know, people who are growing out of high street, but also wanted to um, find value. Um, so yeah, Kitri was born from that frustration of not being able to find something um and I guess in a way like really weirdly I've been almost strategically trying out lots of different areas of the industry mm. just to gather as much information and experience as possible to start a brand someday I think that's that's in my yeah. chaotic <laughs> my career, career trajectory has been to, it's been <laughs> gearing me up to this point so I did a bit of like PR, a bit of marketing, a bit of finance even. Um, I also had like an online shop selling antiques with my best friends, like really randomly. We were just kind of like, why don't we do something that we love? And, oh you know, the three of us kind of got together and um, just went antiquing every weekend and photographed it, put it online. We like made a website. Um this was before like Shopify or anything that mm -hmm. existed. What did you build um, it on? We built it on, on WordPress, WordPress, obviously. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just did that. And it was kind of really successful. And I think that's where I kind of caught the e-com bug mm. and how amazing it is to have that kind of direct relationship with customers. Mm. So, you know, all those, these little different parts of my experience kind of, you know, came together and um, kind of started Kitri from there. Really. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> tell me, what was it like at the very beginning? Right at the very beginning. what of was Kitchery. the Yeah, at Kitchery. What was the first piece? Can you remember the first piece that you ever designed or what? Where did it start? It actually started with a black jumpsuit. Really? Believe it or really? not. Yeah. Um, it was like a tuxedo jumpsuit. It was this like beautiful satin back crate, quite heavy, but not like tailored. Mm -hmm. um, so it was like a soft tuxedo jumpsuit. Can you imagine that? <laughs> um, it was just something that re was real classic that we wanted to start off from. I can't imagine that yeah. coming, coming from us right now. But I think we had to go take it back to the classic to kind of really understand our handwriting, what kind of product that we wanted, what kind of finish we wanted. Mm. Um, so it kind of started from there. And then we kind of introduced more color and print. And we're now, you know, this colorful print yeah. brand that everybody um, knows us to be. I moved to Hong Kong for five years. And that's kind of where my love for color and print started. Really? Because, you know, you're in like dreary London back in the day, like, you know, poor and student and yeah. <laughs> down and out in London. Yeah. You go to Hong Kong or it's this like riot of color sure, and heat yeah. and yeah. like, you know, spices and just everybody yeah. was just so like, you know, you're always in bikinis and 
it's just so it was just such a different vibe mm-hmm. and that was the first time I started really enjoy wearing color and gravitate towards color and print mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of what I brought back mm-hmm. with me when I moved back to London to start Kitchery. Yeah. Amazing. I love I do love like you said like everything that you've done it's kind of like just built up to, to to launching Kitri, yeah. all the knowledge that you've gained, yeah. like yeah, <laughs> I'd like to think so. I think there's a grand plan, but actually, I think I was just really interested about the in- yeah. industry, just like Magpie for like, you know what? So marketing, what do you guys do? Or like yeah. wholesale, what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> just learning as much as I can about the the, the the industry before I start your own thing. Yeah, but even then, I still don't feel like I know enough. Sure. You never know enough no. before you start something. You just have. I to thought be I knew brave. everything when I was. 25. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now I'm just like, I know nothing. No, I know nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Completely blagging it every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the imposter syndrome is real. Yeah. 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 It's so real. Yeah. You're just blagging until. I love hearing about what goes on behind the scenes of any brand. So can you talk to me about the process from literally the idea to selling the product? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it depends on the season, mm-hmm. but we are very kind of, inspired by spring summer yeah. in general because yeah. that's when everybody wears dresses yeah. and you want to kind of feel renewed um so yeah spring summer is kind of our our thing mm-hmm. uh, we always start with a bit of a like a location dream feeling I yeah. think feeling is a big thing for us we mm. we want to kind of nail how we want our women to feel in the clothes mm-hmm. in that season so for example like this spring summer we had this kind of idea of you know going through European <laughs> So, so so silly, but like a European, like a farmer's market with a basket, you know, basket bag that. in your hand. Yeah. And just like, you know, picking out fresh produce and fruit and this like gorgeous light and sunshine mm. and um, that kind of easy breezy uh, Riviera feel. So that's kind of how we started. So mm-hmm. we started, you know, trawling through markets for lovely like vintage scarves and um, tea towels nice, and just anything yeah. that we can kind of, you know, get an idea for like a print direction. Mm-hmm. Normally we start with print and then silhouette. Mm-hmm. Um, print wise, something that's going to make you dream and something that's going to be easy to wear, that's going to be quite classic, but also like playful and fun and something that's going to start a conversation I think which I know. should mention I'm actually wearing for those listening <laughs> yeah. and watching I'm actually wearing a kitschy top you are which you very kindly yeah and I love it, <laughs> it I absolutely so love it and it is and it started well it obviously started a conversation because you walked through the door and you were like oh my god I love <laughs> yeah. it it's amazing yeah I mean our prints in color is not for the faint-hearted it's uh, <laughs> it's it's quite bold but also I think it, it requires confidence mm-hmm. and but also what I love about it is that people like the women tell us that it gives them confidence. I was just about to say that. Just, which yeah. is something that I, I love. Um, and the print that I'm wearing, um, this is inspired by vintage plates that nice, we, yeah. we found. Mm-hmm. So we kind of decided on what to go on each of the prints and then we got, we got that all hand drawn and painted in house and that kind of Amazing. sets the tone. Mm-hmm. So we start with a print and then move on to silhouettes what we kind of love wearing, what we want to be wearing in that weather, how our women want to dress. Um, and do you look at like past, like best-selling silhouettes, like if you always have like yeah. a particular dress style that works? Yeah, so yeah. we have the bestsellers that kind of come back in new prints mm-hmm. or updated. We look at a lot of vintage garments as well. So that's always like a really good and fun part of the process. Mm. Just trawling through racks and racks of like lovely vintage clothes mm. and just finding little details that we love. Mm-hmm. Um 
and kind of putting that all together. And then the team will come together, kind of sort through those and start to plan the range. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it just begins from like this humongous collection into whittling it yeah, down into yeah. um, around 80, 80 to 100 um, garments per styles per season. And then, oh gosh, yeah, it's we, still big. It's still big, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it's, we don't feel like it's enough. We love, really? like, we yeah. love so much of our... Um, silhouettes is a real process um, in trying to find the right silhouette to go with the right fabric and yeah. right print that kind of magic mix of those um, yeah. elements together it, it's I mean it's really fun yeah there's a lot of um, this or that situation going on in our studio because sometimes when you're like really in it I'm sure you have this in Daisy you have like divided opinions of oh some people really love this yeah. but some people don't love it as much and those people really love this and they don't yeah. so much. So we have a bit of like a poll going on in mm-hmm. the studio all the time um, and trying to kind of find that that magic. And how long yeah. is that process from start to finish? Um, depends. It's a continuous thing. Like I think, I feel like at any given moment we're working on six collections. Yeah, right. And there are four seasons a yes. year, but somehow we always work on six because you're working on the ones that you've designed already. You're promoting that and marketing that. Sure, yeah. And then you're also thinking about the ones that are coming up. So, um, but it takes anything from like four to six months mm-hmm. to get something together. Mm-hmm. If it's like a style that we feel like, oh my God, like we love this. This would be perfect for, I don't know, like summer now. Yeah. Then we can get that Turn going around, pretty yeah. quick. But yeah. In general, it's yeah four to six months of agonizing selection process. And you probably feel the same as we do at Daisy. It's like we're I already feel like we're late for Christmas. Oh, Christmas is always coming, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm already thinking, you know, similar to you, I already know what collections we're launching sort of yeah. middle of next year. And it's like oh, just I feel like we're we're rushing our lives away almost. But jewelry is also is a huge season for you for Christmas. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. like the big Yes, yeah. we are a big gifting brand. Yeah. Yeah, people love coming to Daisy for their gifts. Yeah, it's great. So that's a big season. Yeah. Um, so, and we're launching, well, it's not about me, but we're launching this new collection. We've got lots of lovely things coming. Um, <laughs> Can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Um, amazing. Um, I saw something going on about like the designs and the prints. Something that we read is that you wanted to be able to make hard working, mm. hard working and limited edition, which is what you mentioned, um, well-made hero pieces. And I love like, that that hard working really like struck with me because I, okay. I talk about that quite a lot with our jewellery as well. Yeah. It's just we want to, you know, get those pieces that you want to invest in and be able to wear time and time again yeah. and layer up, layer down, team with jeans, team with a white t-shirt, that kind of thing. Is that something that I feel like are you finding that's even more important now in today's climate? Designing those pieces that are hard working for the for the women that are wearing them. Yeah, for sure. I think our women are also busy and they mm-hmm. they don't have time to do you know, go home and change and, you know, change five times a day, et cetera, for different things that, that mm. she's required to do. Um, but I think it's important for us because we want our women to love what what she's got from us and want to look after it and mm. wear it again and again. The idea of this kind of throwaway fashion is just something that doesn't sit with me at all. Yeah. Um, like this set that I'm wearing today, I've, <laughs> I've, I've worn it like maybe like five times in the last two. you just kind of wear wear it separately wear it together um wear it to dinner wear it to Mm. work you know i think it's really important for us that that she falls in love with the Mm. with the style and she can see lots and lots of different ways of wearing it and lots of different situations that it would be appropriate for and i think that's something that's really important to us that versatility that's not to say like you know 
it's okay to keep a few pieces as a like a really special wow like I want to wear this you know for this big birthday I have coming mm -hmm. up or you know and it's amazing to be part of that too mm -hmm. but we want it to be we want it to be hardworking yeah like, we want her to be able to wear it again and bring it out and still love it rather than like oh I, I'm wearing it this once and I'm not going to look at it again I think that's just really yeah I totally and your quality is so good I own one two <laughs> three I think I've got four pieces of yours yeah Three of which you really kindly gifted me. The first <laughs> first one I bought, and you'll remember it. It's like a chiffon material. Yeah. It's like maroon. The color is amazing. It's kind of like yeah. up here, it's long, puffy sleeve, similar kind of sleeves to this, I think. Yeah. I love and it's it's like, yeah, see-through and it's got yeah. a little top underneath. I love that. That's usually and I still give it out for like want to feel a bit a dressy yeah <laughs> then I've got a gorgeous red shirt then I've got a gorgeous uh jumpsuit which is that maroon yeah, which actually funnily enough I wore and when you gifted me that was when um actually context for everyone is where this podcast started yeah. so the idea really stemmed from we launched some lives in yeah. lockdown we called it homegrown mm -hmm. daisy because we were all at home and I had Henny on homegrown daisy we did like a, a very very short version of this <laughs> and I wore yeah that uh, jumpsuit you look great in that and I yeah. love it I still love it it's so but, good your quality is brilliant but I love that I think we forget because fashion is always like you're always looking forward and you're always looking for something new mm -hmm. and that is part of you know fashion and, and what's amazing about it but I and but I still love going back to some of the pieces that we made before and re like and yeah. wearing it again like yesterday I was wearing this um linen um dress that we released like 2019 called Margot which we did in, in variety of different shades and fabric and it's this like deep navy um linen dress and I still love it mm. and I hate the idea and I hate this kind of trend apparently now that you know you can't be possibly seen in the same outfit more than once mm. I, I just think that that's just such a horrible way of like experiencing fashion mm. and I think it must be the same way for jewelry because I love my jewelry because it's so sentimental mm. to me and you know you love wearing it time and time again it mm. means something to you um I'd love to hand it down to my my baby girl um, and I'd love that idea and why can't that be the same for fashion as yeah. well and however expensive or however you know not expensive it was I think if it's quality then you should be able to wear it over and over again I mean you should like build memory attach with that. memories I was yeah. gonna say yeah and also be able to wear it for a very long time to come until you know it wears out and you have to yeah. mend it and yeah. <laughs> all of that but yeah. I, I love the idea of like you know pulling it out and still loving it and remembering oh yeah that time that we did that live in that yeah, jumpsuit I, exactly. I, I love that yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally exactly what we talk about with jewellery as well. Yeah. You've actually just answered a question. I was going to ask you why you think jewellery is so important to people. But yeah. it is that kind of like attaching Oh, yeah. I mean, for, memories. for today, when you when you asked me to bring my jewellery, I was like, actually, I on purpose picked one that I bought for myself. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's also really important. But for me, jewelry, I'm, like, you know, I don't wear a huge amount of jewellery every day. Um but it is normally the jewelry that's been gifted to me or mm. that means something to me that's sentimental. So I think it's so important. Mm. And, and I love jewelry for that because it's lasting and it's a beautiful piece that you can keep in your life every day. Let's dive into your significant pieces then. Where do you want to start? Put in here, yeah. Oh yeah, this is this is a tiny little gold ring. Okay. Um, I don't wear this very often because it is tiny. Mm -hmm. um, just fits in, my, fits in my pinky now. Um, I thought I, it'd be quite interesting to talk about. I never talk about this ring okay. and I don't think my husband even knows about it um 
it's a little kind of flat gold, quite thick. I don't know, two mil? Pardon? Like two mil? Do they? Like, uh, I'd say that's more like five mil. Five mil, yeah. yeah. Five mil um, with engraving inside. It just says, my dear Henny. That's all it says. Yeah. 1999, um, 11th of February. This is important to me because this was a ring given to me by my mother mm-hmm. to commemorate the start of my period. Oh, I love <laughs> this. More of this. This is so good. You know, this is the second piece of jewelry we've had from someone that got, so they got a piece of jewelry when they started the period. Really? Yes. Someone else had that? Yes. Oh my goodness. India Semi. Really? Yes, she got a bracelet. I love that. Yeah. And the reason for that is because my, <laughs> because my mom, um, because my mom ha- had a friend when she was growing up and her friend was given a piece of jewelry from her, her mother commemorating the day when she becomes a woman um she was always really jealous of it (laughs) so she's told herself when she was a child basically when she was a young woman that um i want to do that for my daughter i'm gonna do it so when this happened to me um so she she got this engraved and um and it's in korean um obviously because my mom's korean um and i kept it And this is kind of a very special piece to me that I don't wear all the time. Yeah. But it's just like a really lovely piece to remember the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's just, piece. but it's it's empowering, isn't it? And it's such a yeah. nice, it's a really nice story that your mum wanted to mark that. Yeah, and I moment. think a lot of people kind of try to hide it or like you're embarrassed sure. by it. Yeah. Um, I love the idea, like I love the thought that my mom wanted to empower me through that. Mm-hmm. I think that was a really good message and I'd yeah. love to kind of pass that down to my daughter as yeah. well. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, that's my little first one. Um, are you going to do that for your daughter, do you think? I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think I'm going to really, do that yeah. for mine. I think that's a really good idea. Because there's so much shame attached to it and you don't know what's going on yeah. with your body and you're so young. Um, and I think it's a good opportunity for you to like talk about it and celebrate it mm-hmm. and yeah, make them feel, you know, proud of it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think that's that that's really amazing. Nice I should actually start wearing this more. Um, okay, run, where running should out we, of fingers. Running out of fingers. <laughs> um, where should we go next? Um, and then this ring and my earring set is a triple gold um, that my father gifted me. So it's like three rings together. It's a three I think they call gold. this like a Russian band. The love, yeah. yeah. It's um, it's a mixture of um, like a rose gold, yellow gold and and, and white gold. Nice, yeah. yeah. They're all like linked together. Um, this one actually doesn't, it's not a perfect circle anymore because I bashed it so much. Really, yeah. <laughs> so you have to like really like <laughs> jack it in there. Um, but it's a set with the earrings. I, it's, it was a gift from my father when I moved away from, um, well, I was living in, in Hong Kong. So for the first time I started seeing my parents quite a lot because we're quite mm-hmm. close. When I was living in England, it was just so far to go. I only saw them like once a year. Um, and when I lived in Hong Kong, it was really lovely because I could see them all mm. the time. Um, and then when I moved back to London, my father kind of gifted me these and to kind of say how lovely it was to have me close by and mm. see, each, see each other more often. And yeah. also I was about to get married. So it was kind of like a gift to commemorate that as well. Nice. So yeah, that was really nice. I wear it all the time because I think it's nice to have the three colors mix. Because mm. um, I don't always just wear gold or just wear silver. Mm-hmm. Um, so having those three colors together kind of lets me mix yeah. my other yeah, I agree. a bit more easily. Yeah. Um, and it's quite an easy everyday um, style as well. So the hoop is not that big. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite subtle. Got all the three colors. So yeah, it's kind of something that I wear all the time. And it's just lovely to have something to kind of remember 
um, my time with my parents when I was an adult. Yeah. And I was a bit close, closer to them. Like, I haven't seen my dad in person for nearly five years. Really? Because COVID, I hadn't seen them for about a year and a half or two years before COVID happened. And then obviously during COVID, we couldn't travel. My dad hasn't still met my daughter. Yeah. So we're going in December. Oh, um, to take my, uh, yeah, to... To travel there with my Amazing. daughter and yeah it's going to be so sweet yeah. and to see him after five years is going to be quite mad <laughs> I, don't know I don't know Are whether they remember like remember me <laughs> yeah. oh, it's like who's this <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. yeah. I'm I'm weirdly a crier. I don't think I'm a crier. I wouldn't have but, you down as a crier. But I cry at like random things like movies and songs. <laughs> I don't cry at like real life stuff. Yeah. I think I'm quite like quite you know logical in, mm. in things like that but when it comes to movies songs like stories yeah, books like really I, get yeah, yeah I really cry there which is really mad Amazing. um but yeah okay where which piece do you want to go next what's next in the order and then I think it's this one it's a silver and black enamel um h ms bangle nice these had like a moment About they years, really did. When was that? Yeah, about then. Yeah, yeah, they like that really kind of did. Lindsay Lohan era. <laughs> yes, when everybody used to wear like ten of these. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they came in all the different colors, yeah. didn't they? Like different colors, different prints. Um, the reason why I brought this out because this is the only one that I've actually bought for myself, mm-hmm. and I don't wear it again. Like my first ring that I spoke about. Um, I don't wear it very often. Actually, I haven't worn it for, for a few years. Um, I probably should bring it out again. But I remember this so clearly because this was the treat for myself when I got a promotion, my first, like a big promotion at work. Mm. And I've been eyeing this up for ages. And I was like, too expensive, too expensive. That's silly. Don't do that. Like, oh, what a stupid idea. And then when I got the promotion and I looked at the difference in my paycheck for that month, it was exactly. Oh, was it? It was the exact amount. amount. You could probably work it out if you go back when I got promoted. <laughs> But yeah, it was, I was like, it was meant to be. Yeah. This was supposed to be for me. Um, and it felt quite reckless, but quite, quite fun. And I was yeah. like, you know, I'm, you know, this is this is the first big promotion that I got. So that's I remember going to the store. I remember getting it. I remember getting seeing it, getting packaged. Would you choose black today? Probably, probably would. Yeah. Only because everything else I wear is quite yeah. colorful. It's quite nice to ground it. Yeah. Um, I'd probably still go for silver. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's pretty classic. Amazing. Um, and I, because my name's Henny, it's an H. So, yeah. it's, you know, I tried to find a name beginning with H for my, for my daughter for ages. And I couldn't find anything, any name that I liked with H. Because I, I had in my head... that I wanted to hand down anything that was aged to my daughter. Not that I have that many, but um, yeah, so this was the beginning of that, like any monogrammed items that I have of that. I love that. Okay, next piece. Um, the next piece is my engagement ring. <clears throat> Which is stunning. Oh, thank you. I mean, how do we even try to describe this? It's actually, it's, um, it's, it's an antique or vintage Um So it's actually quite a, I don't even know cuts of diamonds. It's like a, like a circle. Well, it's a square. Well, it's set, the setting is square. <laughs> well, that's a square. The setting is square. But the, the diamond inside is oh, actually. Oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a round cut. Yes. Round cut round diamond. Round cut diamond set in like a square. And it's almost like a, a square pyramid. Yes. 
It's gorgeous. And quite um, deco. Mm -hmm. And it's got different layers with like smaller diamonds on the sides. But I think it looks a lot grander than it actually is because I think the setting really kind of makes it mm -hmm. um, like super sparkly and just a lot more decorative. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it has a little bit of, um, can you see, there's a bit of a dent in it. Um, because it's an was that you? No, no, it wasn't me. It came like oh, I that. wonder what happened. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it, this ring was called Fitzgerald. Um, I don't know whether that's the name that the jeweler, jeweler gave it to the ring, but that's what it was. Mm -hmm. um, so this was my this is my engagement ring. My husband got it for me. Um, we got married in 2017. Um, engaged two years prior to that, so it was 2015. So yeah, I mean, this ring, I just could not believe that he bought when I opened the box. Really? I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, not because of like anything, just <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> he cheated massively with this ring because... Oh my God, like, <laughs> I thought you were, I didn't know where that was going to go. Oh no, okay, no. He cheated massively, no. cut. What? What? That? Cut it there. No, um, no, he had a lot of help choosing this ring, namely from me. Oh really? Unbeknownst to me, I was helping him choose my own engagement ring. He's very clever about that. Cunning. Um, Wait, so how, but how? So, so we were in Hong Kong at the time. I met my husband in Hong Kong and we hadn't been together for very long. So like the thought of like engagement or marriage or anything like that, just furthest away from my mind. And I thought it was away from his mind. Wasn't thinking about it, wasn't even hinting at it. It wasn't like leaving pictures of like beautiful engagement rings, like stuck around the house. Like we weren't living together, nothing. Okay. So it was very much not on the cards. Mm -hmm. And we... Um, I was having like a dinner party with drinks with some friends and they all came over and they were getting engaged. So they were, they were looking at rings and she was looking at rings. And, um, and I think he, I can't remember exactly how he did it, but he basically got round it by like, oh, why don't you let like Henny help you? Because, you know, she's in fashion nice. and, and um, she likes antiques and what yeah. would she like? Yeah. Um, so I just kind of jumped on, jumped at the chance and went on like, I think it was first dibs at the time. Went to, um, went to look at shapes and different cuts and. I remember looking at this one. I was like, oh my God, this is so gorgeous. I love this. This is so like unique. I haven't seen one like this. Timeless, but quite different. Not so simple that mm -hmm. it doesn't feel super special, but not so crazy that it would feel like, you know, someone's about to chop your finger off if you go outside. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember thinking, oh God, I'd love that for myself um, at the time. Yeah. And then, funnily enough, like a few months later, I, w I just, out of curiosity, I went back on the site to see if it was still there. And it wasn't. And I remember thinking, oh, God, it wasn't meant to be. I was thinking maybe I should buy it for myself as a little treat or, you know, work up to towards it. Um, and I just kind of had a feeling that, like, oh, like that's such a huge shame. Uh -huh. And then about, you know, a few months later, when we traveled to Italy um, on a trip, Yeah, he proposed and he opened the box and it, it was, and the, it was ring. there, the ring. The I ring. couldn't believe it. Yeah, I honestly didn't didn't realize that he was doing that. So it was from LA, um, from this antique jeweler in LA. So he had to have it shipped to China where he was studying at the time. And they wouldn't ship it to China. So he had to ship it. He had to tell his father, his dad, who was living in London, had to ship it. To oh my God. And then for him to bring it with him to Italy. Um, where we were going to meet them and then had to do like this kind of handover, secret handover. Oh my God. <laughs> That's 
just reminded me. I had to carry someone's engagement ring. What? Across to, we went on a skiing trip. Oh, really? And I was put in charge. <gasps> I've forgotten about the responsibility. Oh. is too much. It's way too yeah, much. Yeah, it was way too much. But uh, I kind of enjoyed having that responsibility. <laughs> the power. The power, <laughs> yeah. but actually very scary. I love that. And I love the fact yeah. that he basically got you to choose your engagement ring. And the I know, I know. But you were actually surprised that you didn't actually see through it at all. No, at all. Yeah, no, not, not at all. I, I honestly didn't think. You know, something you have a feeling sometimes, yeah, sure. you know, but I honestly didn't know. It was a total surprise. Um, and I'm glad it was because I always told my friends, like, growing up <laughs> in my 20s, when I see the ring, I'll know to say yes or no. You yeah. know, it's that yeah. kind of vibe. Like, you have to, <laughs> you have to live with it. Um, so, yeah, he did, he did good. Nice. Okay, so your next piece then. Um, the next piece is talking of my husband. This is from my mother-in-law. Um, so she had this um, from gifted to her by her mother-in-law when she got married. So it was so a necklace nice. from um, her mother-in-law and she very sweetly um, got it made into two bracelets, one for me and one for my sister-in-law. Oh. So she had it done here in Hatton Garden, oh I think. Oh, great. great so, yeah, and this is like a lovely gold um, fine chain. It's quite an unusual chain. Yeah, it's quite, yeah. Uh, it's almost like a rope chain. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quite, quite, yeah, quite sneaky. Quite sneaky. <laughs> yeah. So Henny is holding, yeah, a, a thick, almost like a rope, snaky chain yeah. bracelet. It's quite unusual. And I quite, it's quite hefty as well. Yeah. Um, very vintage <clears throat> looking. Yeah, very feeling. vintage looking. Yeah. And I love layering it with mm. um, my watch and other silver jewelry as well. And the color of that gold is so, so beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that lovely vintage worn, yeah. perfect gold color. Well, yeah. I'm always, I'm always searching for it. That's what it is, isn't yeah. it? I always wondered like what it is that makes it feel. It's soft. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, yeah, you're right. And I kind of, it goes with everything, like makes it feel makes your outfit feel considered but yes. not too over the top mm -hmm. um so yeah i really love that and i love that it was given to me by my so thoughtful that's such a, an amazing thing for your mother-in-law to do and yeah. again get one for you for you and your sister-in-law yeah and yeah. also i did never got to meet mike's my, my husband's grandmother because mm -hmm. she passed away before we got married or before we met so it's quite nice to have like a piece Something of passed out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so i think that's also really lovely really <clears throat> nice yeah um okay anything else you want to talk through another piece only the daisy, the daisy. <laughs> uh, i will say we don't ask our guests to bring in daisy you can but i love the fact that you have so yeah. what are you wearing you're wearing the isla fossil charm necklace and you're also wearing the Estée Lalande octagonal necklace, which is a real big favorite of mine. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, it. this is the duo I wear together all the time. Yeah. So I'm going to count this as one set. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the layering set. <laughs> the layering set. I don't layer my necklaces a lot because I find it quite daunting. I need to get more tips from you. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I'm just really bad at layering jewelry. Just, like just chuck them on. Just chuck them on. That's basically what I do. Just I like, yeah, as <laughs> <laughs> but these two, I um, I wear all the time together, mm. and actually this one in particular, I wear it layered with other um, other longer gold jewelry, mm -hmm. gold necklaces I have if I'm feeling adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> but I love these because I think they're quite they're simple and classic, but also um, it just feels a slight, like slightly. Um, like decorative in a bohemian way. I don't yeah. know. I don't normally tend to veer towards 
bohemian mm-hmm. in um in my jewelry or, or dressing but I quite like it feel I love wearing it on holiday I love wearing it with more masculine pieces mm. it feels a little bit more feminine and it's really lightweight really easy to take care of and yeah it just kind of I've worn this quite a lot you could probably tell by yeah, the color I yeah, have yeah I'm it's not the best. Well, but yeah, not best. It looks like you spray it. perfume on it. I think. Oh, potentially, yeah, oh, that I is mean. my that is my perfume yeah. zone. <laughs> yeah, I love I love together. You can tell I'm not lying when I say I wear it all the time. Um, but yeah, I actually w- was thinking about getting this engraved, but I also love the idea of it not being engraved. Mm. It's kind of quite plain. Mm. I like it. Mm. Um, yeah, so these two I wear together all the time, and I love. Um, I gifted one of them to my. Um, this one to my mother-in-law as well as like a thank you for being such a such a lovely um Aww. mother-in-law and yeah. she she wears it too and she, she loves it too um and now she's a fan of daisy so she oh. also wears it too yes <laughs> oh, that's spreading so the word absolutely spreading yeah. the word one necklace at a time yeah i mean i've been so lucky you guys have been so sweet to send me things and give me things for you know kitri as well as as for myself but i also love that the green um I don't know which collection it's from it's like this with like lots of little um green like sections that's that goes around and I love which one is that oh like a dark green yeah yeah so it's like green beads yeah yeah love that one as well yeah I really like that one and yeah I I love wearing daisy pieces every day I think it's just kind of lovely feminine and just special pieces that you can kind of you know match with anything and it feels so special so i love that yeah. great that's what that's what we're trying to do just what we're trying to do make nice everyday jewelry yeah but it's true it's quite yeah. difficult to find everyday jewelry that doesn't overwhelm everything else mm-hmm. and something that feels like quality and something that you can wear time and time again so. well timeless is like a really big thing for me so yeah. making timeless jewelry that it could, you could have found it at an antique shop. You could have found it in your grandmother's jewelry box. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you can wear it with any. Dress it up, dress it down. Yeah. I um, love this as well. Yeah, that's a nice little summer. Yeah, um, Henny is pointing out her <clears throat> turquoise and pearl bracelet. That was just a bit of splash of colour, but turquoise is my mum's favourite colour. Is it? Yeah. And um, so that's, yeah, that turquoise means quite a lot to me. I'm actually wearing a little turquoise. Oh, dear. That is so lovely. I love that colour as well. That that color with silver is so lovely. Yeah, it's quite like holiday as well. <laughs> it really is. Um, okay, amazing. Well, thank you for taking us through your significant pieces. Cheers, Henny. Cheers. So we've uh, we've upgraded our water and coffee to a glass of wine because we're recording this in the afternoon, Best and it's podcast a podcast. Ever. I know, right? I think this is actually the first glass of wine I've had on the podcast. Really? Oh, I I'm think honored. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should probably mention we're drinking Ame rosé wine. We only drink Ame rosé wine. We love it. <laughs> Okay, so a lot has happened in the last six years. Yes. Not only did you get married and launch Kitri in the same year. Yeah, we did, yes. And you've had a baby and you've done collaborations, multiple collections. Can you try and identify the biggest like highlight for Kitri? Um, I mean, there are a few that I can think of for different reasons. But actually, the first moment that we had a dress go vi- viral. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty cool moment, not just for me, but what for dress the team. was it? So it was a dress called Gabriella dress, and it was a green chiffon dress, pleated chiffon skirt, like very, very vintage looking kind of silhouette shirt, like shirt dress, mm-hmm. the belt, um, green floral with a like white floral. And for some reason, that for that moment in time, it just 
it was just the right dress for the for, for everybody. Yeah. You know, they just wanted to wear it. Can you remember it's, what year that was? 2018. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it was the second year. Amazing. Um, it, was our, it was our second spring summer collection, I think. And we knew it was a special dress, but we just didn't understand how far that would go. And we released the image on our website. The moment we put the image up online, we started getting emails and messages about when is this gonna go? When is this dress going live? And we started kind of building up a waiting list and that was the start of our waiting list function on our, yeah. on, on, on the website. Um, and we'd kind of amassed like 400 people waiting list before we even knew what we had. Like it really? was crazy. We only made like 50 units or something like that. Oh, it was just yeah. mad. Mm. Um, and then, we put up the waiting list up and it just went and went and went and it was like 2,000 people on the waiting list oh by the time gosh. it was released. Um, this kind of frenzy occurred. I mean, it was a really cool moment because we, up until that moment, we'd had great press and mm -hmm. we've had really great buy-ins from, you know, influencers that we love and mm. customers began to kind of really understand who we were mm. and we were gaining confidence. Um, but really, like, year one, what do you know? Like, yeah, you're really sure. nothing. Mm -hmm. um, and second year, we've been working so hard and it kind of happened in this moment. Mm. And when we released it, I mean, we were all, like, in our old office, um, sat around my computer and released it. And went, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it just went ding, 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 ding. Like, so it's good. no feeling like it. Yeah. It was just mad. It was like Vegas winning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just madness for about... 20 minutes and it sold out and that that rush and everybody screaming we were so like proud and happy and you know it was working you know yeah. so that was like a really real like amazing win for 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 the brand for mm. our team and i'll probably never forget that i um, love that that was pretty cool that's yeah. incredible um can you try and identify the best thing what is your what is your favorite thing about what you do Favorite thing about what I do um, is the variety. Yeah. 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 I think I was always worried when I was growing up that I'd be like jack of all trades, but like that's a saying, isn't it? Jack yeah. of all trades, master, master of none. none. Yeah. Um, I was always worried about that. I was always like really wanting to be good at everything, mm -hmm. which is to my detriment. I'm also not good at everything, um, but it just means that as a business owner and founder you get to see lots of different things try yeah. lots of different things and um learn lots of new different things and keeps me on my toes keeps mm -hmm. me interested mm -hmm. I get bored very easily um and I'm just interested in lots of different parts of the industry so I think it suits me really well mm. that I get to flip between like lots of you know shiny lovely exciting yeah. but also you know sometimes hard and challenging and boring yeah. things yeah. and I like that use of left and right mm. I think I'm creative but also quite logical and mm -hmm. practical um so I like having use of both of those sides yeah I think if I was just creative I'd find that quite frustrating mm -hmm. if I was just like on the business side I think I'd also find that it intensely boring yeah but I love seeing the link between the sure, two yeah let's talk about where people can actually find your pieces obviously at your on your website kitchen.com yeah kitchenstudio.com yeah, kitchenstudio.com that's where we find all of our full yeah. collection um but we do have um wonderful stockists um that they we stock us seasonally so we have harvey nichols so nice we we're in harvey, harvey nichols, nichols as well oh really? yeah love them. what advice and this is 
I'm sorry. I, you know, you said you go on loads of boring podcasts when you talk business, but what <laughs> advice? What advice would you give? Uh, what advice would you give to uh, someone starting a new fashion brand? Someone starting a new fashion brand. Um, that it is all-consuming, mm-hmm. so you really have to love it. Mm. Um, I'm sure it's the same with, mm. with what you do. It's starting any business, mm. I think it is basically an all-consuming, full-on, full-time, mm. you know, it's not nine to five. That's one thing. So you have to really love it, and you really have to live and breathe it, and mm. willing to live and breathe it. Um, but also, um, just ask for help when you need it. Mm particularly when you're a young person starting a business or brand, I think it's really easy to fall into that kind of imposter syndrome we touched on earlier and feel like I have to act like I know everything. Sure, yeah. So they will take me seriously. Or um, particularly if you're working with people, employing people, you Mm. you feel like I need to command the respect of these guys or confidence of these, these people that I work with. So I need to have my act together and act like I know everything. I think there has been few instances in my early career that's kind of, you know, been a that's been a detriment to mm-hmm. to um, our work. And looking back on it now, I wish I kind of early doors said, put my hand up and sure, go, yeah. I don't know that. Can you please explain to me what that yeah, is? Yeah. Um, I don't think that this is right. Can we just talk about it? Mm-hmm. Um Rather than just kind of like saying, yes, I can do it. And then going in the back and yeah. like Googling everything. Yeah. And probably not understanding the full extent of it. Sure. And I think people really like in, in current kind of hustle culture, people really underestimate um, the value of experience. And I'm finding this now, now that I'm a bit older and I am seeking kind of mentors, experience and, and advice on where to take the brand next. Mm. And that there are lots of moments where I'm like, that's what was missing. Mm. You know, people who came before, went before me. Mm. Because things don't really, the, the crux and, and the bones of, of things don't really change that much. Whether whether you're marketing like on TikTok or, yeah. on, or on email or, you know, those things change, yes. But the real kind of like crux and the, and the, and the ethos and the, and the tenets of like how business, a healthy business builds and how it works mm. in a particular industry doesn't really tend to change that much. Mm. And there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of um, advice that can be had if you are humble enough to ask mm. and if you are open-eyed enough to like kind yeah. of seek. And I think that's something that I wish I was more, I did more of when I was when I started. Yeah. This is why you get invited onto podcasts. <laughs> yeah, for your business podcast. Yes, it's so, I'm, I'm sitting there going, okay, yeah, you're right. What should I be doing? Where should I be taking Daisy next? <laughs> Uh, okay, back to jewellery before we end. Um, what is your earliest jewellery memory? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Testing it Earliest? Out. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's a, it must be a bracelet, you know. I think it was like a beaded bracelet. I, I bet everybody says that. Like a friendship no, bracelet. No, quite a few different. Yeah, like a friendship houses. bracelet. Nice. Yeah, I remember in my head, there's a picture of me dancing like this. Mm-hmm. Um, with like really colourful beaded jewellery and I think I remember making it at nursery like at really? yeah, kindergarten because I was one of those like people who just wanted to do everything yeah. all the time I had to be kept busy um, <laughs> so yeah I think that one was probably my first yeah. and I wasn't I grew up an only child until I was 12 mm-hmm. and my sister was born when I was 12 so yeah. I was we're both basically only children. <laughs> sure, yeah. Because then you left. Yeah, and I left yeah. career after that. 
Um, so I was just desperate to make friends. I was one of those really weird kids just <laughs> with arms outreached, asking oh. asking for you to be my friend. So I remember making lots of bracelets to kind of gift people and get them to like me. <laughs> Did it work? I don't think so. I still, oh, don't, I still don't have that many friends. <laughs> but yeah, I think my earliest memory must be like a friendship bracelet. Really like nice. Like a bracelet that I make, yeah. Okay, um, we're going to finish with some quick fire questions. Yes. I'm really bad at these. Uh, silver or gold? Gold. Great. <laughs> Statement piece or subtle layers? Oh, both. I, I told you I'm quite bad at layers. Um, dressed up or dressed down? My heart's dressed up. Is it? Yeah. yeah my heart's Take dressed up. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing from your significant pieces that you would save from a fire? It's got to be my engagement ring, isn't it? <laughs> okay, well, well your husband did lose his wedding <laughs> ring. We didn't. We talked about that pre-podcast. <laughs> but yeah. I think if I lost my engagement ring, it would be horrendous because it's, yeah. an, it's a one-off one, yes. one piece. No, that's fine. Yeah. You're allowed to have so, that. Yeah. Um, finish the sentence. I don't feel myself without... Oh, that's so hard. Anything anything. or jewelry? Oh, anything. No, anything. Again, so boring. Engagement ring. Yeah. Really? That's so nice. Yeah. I mean, my husband will tell you otherwise because I do take them off when Mm -hmm. I'm in the house because I don't want to, like, knock things out. Right. It's already got a dent. I don't want to, like, dent it (laughs) even more. But, yeah, it's definitely one piece that I definitely don't feel a bit naked without when I go out. out. I love that, that it's jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My go-to outfit is... A good silky pajama set to be. I know I'm wearing one today, today. but yeah, today. that is really like particularly now that I'm also a new mom. Um, like a nice dressed up, dressed down, possible like possible yes. two piece is a really good, real go to at the moment. Um, it used to be like a really be- like a gorgeous dress because we're just one and done, mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, so true. Yeah, um, also love a jumpsuit for the same reason. Okay, let me yeah. quick. Back. Sorry. <laughs> Going into fashion track. <laughs> um, and finally, jewellery makes me feel... Put together. Oh, such a good answer. Put together. We had a whole campaign around that. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Oh, God, I'm a minute. Heidi, <laughs> um, it's been so, so nice to see you. It's oh, always nice talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been That's so probably the longest fun. podcast we've ever done because we've just chatted the whole Stop, time. Stop, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we know each other well. It's really nice. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you Thank you for me. telling us the stories about your significant pieces. I love oh. them all. My favourite is probably... I actually really like... Well, actually, I obviously really love the period ring. Yeah, the period ring, as it will um, forever be known. <laughs> period ring, I really love the bracelet that your mother-in-law yeah. got made for you. So I think that's sweet. really beautiful. Shout out to Pat Barnett. <laughs> Shout out to Pat. And again, it's something you've passed out. All of it, you've brought in yeah. some amazing pieces, some of my favourites. So thank you. Thank you, thank you for joining us. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Homegrown Daisy. I hope you've been inspired to start telling your own story with your jewellery and build on your Daisy collection. If you'd like to keep up to date, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, or join our mailing list for the latest offers and news. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love you to leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts and help build our Daisy chain. Join us next time for another episode of Homegrown Daisy.